Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back. It's the World Soccer Talk podcast, the only podcast that focuses on watching soccer on TV, online and apps. Coming up on this week's show, La Liga signs a deal with Sling TV to provide exclusive content. Liverpool FC TV is the latest addition to BR Live. Fubo TV integrates the new streaming service from Univision into its service. The gaffer gets a rude awakening in Great Britain when trying to watch the Champions League plus letters from you listeners in our mailbag section. My name is Christopher Harris, and this week, it's just me. Kartik is on assignment. Uh, he'll be back next week. Now, in terms of uh, the what we've been watching section, where Kartik and I usually go through and talk about some of the uh, interesting um, production and insight and observation from watching soccer on television or streaming or apps, where we shine uh, hopefully a little bit of light on what we've been seeing. Well, for me this past week, it's been an unusual adventure in that uh, I went ahead and uh, went to the United Kingdom, Great Britain, uh, for my birthday. That was my birthday present to myself. Uh, It's been many, many years since I've been back and I wanted to go to see my favourite football club. The club I've supported since I was, I think, nine years old. Uh, It's been a long time, but Swansea City. And... I won't go into a lot of detail about about it because I'm trying to put together like a video that I'll post on YouTube that uh, gives you a little bit of flavor for what that experience was like. But in terms of watching soccer from overseas, it's amazing what happens when I travel to Europe as a really passionate soccer fan. I always feel more disconnected from the games and TV coverage in Europe than what I experienced in the United States, even though I'm actually in Europe. So, for example, this past week now, on Tuesday, uh, was it September 17th for the uh, first day of group stage of UEFA Champions League, and I'm in England. I'm staying at a uh, in, in a village, and you would expect that it'd be easier for me to kind of follow the the action, follow all the drama, and watch as much soccer as possible that evening. So, what happened was that uh, in the village I was at. There was, we stayed at a hotel, uh, checked into the hotel, went up to my room and checked the TV coverage to see kind of what channels they have. Well, all they had was free to air, over the air television. So they did not have BT Sport. They did not have Sky Sports. Um, so 
because they didn't have BT Sport, I wasn't able to watch the Champions League in my room. So I thought, okay, well, there's two pubs in town, one of which is in the hotel. The other one is uh, the other end of the village, not too far away. So I went to the other pub and uh, walked inside in a, in a pub with people. Of course, they did not have BT Sport there. So went back to my village, back to my pub uh, in the hotel, and they didn't have uh, BT Sport or any satellite television either. So I was completely cut off. You mean, I'm watching in the bar, hoping to watch a game, and it's not on. So I, I think I had to follow it uh, on, my, on my cell phone, just to, in terms of just checking the score and see what, what was happening. That was the first day. Second day, Wednesday, September 18th, the second day of action from the group stage. And here I am now heading towards London, uh, staying at a hotel not too far from the airport. And it's a newer hotel. It's, it's uh, more of an expensive hotel. And the same thing happens. I go to my room. All they have is free to air over the air television, no satellite. Uh, go downstairs and I did find a pub in the in the bar they had BT Sport so I thought okay okay great now Wednesday as you will know many of you will know the big game PSG against Real Madrid that had to be the blockbuster that had to be the game that you would think most people would be interested in uh, unless you support one of the other teams so go to the bar downstairs to watch BT Sport to see what Champions League delights they can show me and they have the game between Shakhtar Donetsk and Manchester City. Probably the most predictable one-sided uh, matchup uh, you could imagine because Man City's played Shakhtar Donetsk many times before and have convincingly won those games. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And, it, and I understand why. I mean, BT Sport is showing this game because out of all the games available, because it's an English team. And if this is in America and America... I was, you mean, I don't know, the CONCACAF Champions League, and it was, you know, I don't know, Sporting Kansas City or whoever would be on, uh, would be playing that night. Chances are the American team would be featured, but uh, I don't know. I, it was just very frustrating. So for me, being in England, even though I'm close to the action, close, not too far from these big cities and not too far from all these matches from around the United Kingdom, I felt more cut off than ever before. And, and and that goes too for just even just uh, coverage on you know, news and um, radio. It was very difficult to find coverage of these games. And what I found was the next day in the morning, I was able to actually pick up the morning newspaper and catch up on all, everything I'd missed from the night before. And that is a huge difference between the United Kingdom and the United States is because I mean, in the U.S., um, chances are you pick up any paper, and there's not there's not many national papers available. But chances are there's very little to no soccer news. Pick up any newspaper in England, and not only does it have the soccer news and scores, but goes into a lot of deep dive analysis about those games. So that was my way to catch up on on matches. That was my way to stay abreast of what's happening, and um, that's it. I mean, that was pretty much. Uh, my two attempts at trying to watch soccer while I was on vacation, going to see Swansea City, um, celebrate my birthday, I, was, I felt completely cut off. And what it means, lastly, for me is that what it tells me is that we are, those of us living in the United States, listening to this podcast, watching soccer from around the world, 
we are so spoiled. We have so much access. So not, not, not even just the games themselves, but additional coverage, whether it's ESPN FC. Uh, and yes, the, the, there's, there's soccer programming on overseas too, but it seems more accessible for us in the United States. It seems more easier to find this information. And um, yeah, so going to the UK to watch games or to actually kind of uh, really immerse yourself in that culture, it, it's overrated unless you're going to see your favorite club for that in first-hand experience. So next week we'll get into, I'm sure, talking about uh, TV coverage and, and games we've watched. And, and I'm going to catch up this weekend with many games in store. But let's move on to TV streaming news. And the big news is that Bleacher Report Live has added LFC TV, the Liverpool uh, FC TV channel, um, this past week, in, uh, in addition to the Spurs TV that they've already added. Now, Turner Sports and Liverpool FC uh, have now the exclusive US distribution rights uh, through Bleacher Report Live for LFC's 24-7 TV channel, which is better known as LFC TV. BR Live subscribers will have exclusive access to more than 40 live LFC matches per season. And those would be, um, well, actually, th those would be on, on delay. So those are not going to be your live matches from the Premier League or from FA Cup or League Cup or Champions League. Those will be on, on a delay. But they will have live access to other games, for example, preseason first team matches and a mixture of live U U23, U18 uh, LFC Legends games and also women's football, as well as replays for all Liverpool's uh, first team matches via the LFC TV channel. Now, LFC TV will also offer more than 30 hours of live and original programming per week, including pre-match build-up shows and post-match analysis, weekly live news and analysis, documentaries and classic Liverpool FC matches. So this is in addition to Spurs TV. So now BR Live has Spurs TV, uh, LFC TV, um, and it hasn't been announced yet, but they have Arsenal TV on there too. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but I understand that Arsenal TV is also on there too. So some big additions by BR Live. And of course, you've got the Champions League and Europa League coverage, as well as the Scottish League and, and much, much more. So exciting news there. In other news, La Liga North America and Sling TV have announced a new partnership this week to provide fans more access to the top-flight Spanish league. In the deal, Sling TV becomes an official sponsor of La Liga North America, featuring original content, La Liga ambassador collaborations, and hospitality package sweepstakes. Sling TV will also feature weekly seg segments on the uh, Luis Garcia show and the Jimmy Conrad show, hosted by Luis Garcia in Spanish and Jimmy Conrad in English, respectively. Now, if you do go to YouTube, uh, you can search under the La Liga Santander YouTube channel, and it has um, a show called La Liga Zone, and I believe that's the same one that's going to be uh, with Jimmy, Con Jimmy Conrad on Sling TV. But uh, anyway, if you have Sling TV and you like La Liga, uh, there's a chance to win some... some uh, sweepstakes as well as get some great content there in addition to of course all of the La Liga games on BN Sports and BN Sports in Espanol which are featured on Sling Latino uh, and or the Sling Best of Spanish TV package or the Sling World Sports package. In other news, um, I've got to go through this pretty quickly but AT&T 
has predicted or estimated that they will lose 1.1 million TV subscribers uh, as DirecTV con continues the nosedive. So lots of issues here for DirecTV, losing subscribers, and uh, and this is actually some bad news too. I mean, le leading on to this is that um, Univision has launched a new streaming service this past week, which some of you may have come across, which is called uh, Tudorene Extra. And uh, a lot of the Champions League games, well, all the Champions League games are available through there in Spanish. Unfortunately, DirecTV is one of those channels that has so far not done a deal with Univision to provide that to their subscribers. Uh, to access it, you would have to authenticate. And uh, one of the partners that you, you can authenticate through is Fubo TV. Fubo TV has done a deal with Univision to provide access to uh, to do NA Extra. Not only that, but Fubo TV has integrated those channels into the Fubo TV app, and this has been rolled out slowly but surely. So if you don't, if you can't access it on your app, go to the website and see if you can find it there. But so if you want to have more coverage of soccer from around the, around the world, uh, Fubo TV is the one to take a look at. Moving on to TV ratings and uh, highs and lows this past week. I mean, again, we won't have all the numbers until the next couple of days, and we'll post all of those at worldsoccertalk.com. But the big number was Norwich City against Manchester City. Uh, 807,000 viewers uh, watched this one on NBC on Saturday. And then the lowest number I have uh, reported from this past week in terms of soccer coverage on U.S. television was Portland Timbers against DC United on ESPN, the flagship channel, on Sunday, 151,000 viewers for that one for a 3.30 to 5.30 Eastern Time kickoff. Moving on to listener mailbag, uh, first up is Ritik, and he says, uh, will the main over-the-air Univision channel broadcast any Champions League matches this season? I saw the Champions League schedule on your website, and I noticed that Univision was not one of the Spanish-language channels showing Champions League games. So I've reached out to Univision to get more information. Uh, as of the recording of this podcast, I haven't heard back yet. But for what, for what I understand, um, there will be some games from the Champions League on Univision this season, and I'm sure the final, of course. Um, but for whatever reason, the first week of coverage of the Champions League, none of those games were on Univision, the big, the big over-the-air network. But they were on Unamas, Galavision, uh, 2DoNA, the actual channel, which uh, used to be called Univision Deportes Network. And there might be two from Univision's uh, perspective. They might be trying to focus, uh, making sure that uh, maybe encouraging more people to, to tune in to 2DoNA and get used to that channel um, and where to find it on your programming guide, etc. Next up is Tim Keane. Tim says, I have really started to enjoy the two-hour show uh, on NBCSN on Sunday mornings uh, for the Premier League. Lots of good highlights and analysis. The one thing I don't like, and it was really noticeable this weekend, was that when an upset happens to a big team, as it did to Man City and Arsenal, the whole discussion focuses on what they did wrong. There was little or no discussion of what Norwich or Watford did right. And maybe to help others, I just received... Oh, actually, this is a, 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 an actual another topic. But he says, and maybe to help others, I just received an offer from ESPN Plus for a one-year subscription for $40. I'm not sure if it's out there for everyone, but I snapped it up. So the ESPN offer, if you are a current ESPN Plus subscriber, they have been sending emails to select customers and subscribers to offer the one-year package. 
Um, so keep an eye out for that in your inbox if you do get if you're lucky to get that. Going back to Tim's initial point about um, about the analysis by NBCSN, and it's um, I would say it's a lazy analysis, and this is something that's been happening for for years. Really, it's something that I noticed as when I was a Swansea City supporter. Why well, I still am a Swansea City supporter uh, in the Premier League when they would play a, a Premier League team and they would maybe beat Man United at Old Trafford, rather than focusing on what Swansea City did right in that game, as one example, to beat United, they would focus on, okay, what does United do wrong? And and this, if you watch it more closely, I mean, Tim's absolutely right, is it, when it, there is a big upset. So if it's Crystal Palace beating Man United this season, or if it's Newcastle beating Spurs, whatever it is, it's always the focus on the big team. What happened with them? What, you know, what mistakes did they make? Um, rather than giving more time and more credit to the the, the underdog in this, in this case. And oftentimes, Rebecca Lowe, you'll hear, they'll analyze what the big team did wrong. And Rebecca will say, like, let's not forget, you mean, Crystal Palace, and they did, they did a great job here. You mean, what, what did they do right? And it's usually kind of a footnote uh, at the end of the analysis as, as they go into the po- you know, post-match in terms of uh, what they're saying. Vincent Orozco says, I watched Santos versus uh, Santos Laguna versus Pachuca on FS2, and I really enjoyed the two commentators. There, were goal, there was a goal call for goals, and they were informed about the players and even used the nicknames, which I really enjoy it. Uh, because it doesn't always happen every time on Fox. P.S. I'm married with two kids, and I listen to your to your guys' podcast on the way to their soccer games. My kids are on their tablet, and my wife is in her phone reading. But if you guys are going to talk about start times of the games, you're killing me. The only time I get to watch soccer live is for a big game. Otherwise, I'm reduced recording it and watching it later. So when the start of times are off, I get to watch the coverage, the pregame coverage, which I don't. Which I, which I like, doesn't matter how bad it is. I love the anticipation and the build-up for the big games. But in the last big game, my wife says, the show says the games never start on time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Vincent, there, if, uh, if we're kind of uh, preventing you from watching some of the, the pre-match. But, but, but for most listeners, I think we would all agree that our time is I mean, valuable. Our time is short. We want to know, okay, what time does the game start? If we want to tune into the pre-match coverage, and if it's good enough, we will tune in for that. But it's important to know when that ki- that game kicks off, so we don't miss a minute of the action. Rico Richardson says, "Problem with MLS game times on TV is not the start of the game, but the pre-game for regular season. They don't need the national anthem. Um, they need the, the cut. They, they need to cut the live interviews uh, shorter, or have them post-game. Just re- recap the other games and have summaries and analysis." Dave Roberts says, uh, watching uh, St. Pauli versus uh, Hamburg uh, on Fox Soccer Match Pass last week, disappointing to see zero audio commentary nor the score bug on screen. So you can see what the score is. I hope that when the Bundesliga goes to ESPN+, if it does, we'll get some more investment in the second division of the Bundesliga. Now, I, I don't know this 100%, but I believe the issue is not so much Fox, but in that uh, the second division of the Bundesliga, I believe that those games are only commentated or even only announced in German. And um, probably the, the actual graphics that they have on screen that they usually use uh, might be in German or might have an advertisement there for the broadcast, which I'm guessing would be Sky Sports uh, in Germany. 
Um, so that's the reason. There's a reason why they're not providing the commentary, and there's a reason why they, they don't provide the score bug. Um, so for the best experience, you I mean it's basically watching the game. And there probably is some uh, radio commentary online that you could probably find and try to sync up with the game itself so that uh, in English, it's probably difficult, but, but for, for those hardcore Bundesliga fans, maybe, maybe that's possible. But uh, good points there by Dave Roberts. Next up is um, Too Many Secrets. What a, what, what a great uh, uh, Twitter username there. Uh, will you be discussing the new NBC streaming service uh, nicknamed Peacock launching next April? Uh, they will use it for the Olympics and other sports, maybe soccer. And too many secrets. I've reached out to NBC in the past uh, about this new streaming service, and as of yet, I don't, I don't believe that um, they're ready to make any announcements. They might have some soccer on there, so maybe the, maybe the, the over-the-air game, maybe on a Saturday, the twelve thirty to two thirty Eastern time. But right now, it's too early to know. So I don't believe that they will have a lot of soccer on there. I think it's going to be mostly um, TV programming and maybe some additional content. But uh, it's still probably too early. And, and, the, and NBC is probably still trying to figure out exactly how, what they're going to put on there and whether that will include sports or not. Because in many ways, sports is really what drives uh, subscriptions in terms of television and cable and satellite and they want to hold on to those customers and then probably have some additional content available on this NBC streaming service, which is completely different than NBC Sports Gold, which is completely brand new and, and uh, hasn't launched yet. Robert Thompson says, towards the end of your last podcast, the two of you are talking about where should the players for the U.S. men's national team comes from, the MLS or from Europe. Kartik suge- suggested that they come from MLS. Uh, Christopher, you said that they are going backwards. It was near the end of the podcast and you moved on to another topic. I think the above needs to be addressed. Did you mean the U.S. men's national team, Major League Soccer, if so, why? Or both were going backwards. And and what I mean by that, Robert, it's a good point. I I didn't uh, go into detail about this, was that the U.S. men's national team, I'm not very confident with their playing ability. I'm not very confident about the players that they have, uh, that uh, Berhalter has at his disposal, that are available to him. And I think the playing level is probably one of the worst I've seen among this U.S. men's national team um, for probably close to a decade, maybe maybe even longer. Yes, there are some players on this team that rise above the uh, the average, but for the most part, there's a lot of average players on this team and... Uh, yeah, so that, so I think in many ways we're, uh, the U.S. men's national team is going backwards. Uh, it's going to be a, a long time before I believe that they will um, do as well in the World Cup as they've done in the past, um, and it could be another generation before, before we see that. Daniel McCurry says, uh, just wanted to chime in on the U.S. men's national team situation discussed on the last podcast. I was going to watch the U.S. against Mexico at the steadiest kickoff time, but of course it wasn't on. I checked again 30 minutes later and then found another evening entertainment. Now, just to, just to chime in here, so Daniel, for those listeners, so I think the advertised kickoff time was 8.30 Eastern time on a Friday night. Uh, the kickoff time that we announced on this podcast and on, I think on Twitter, I think was 9.08 p.m. Eastern time. So if you checked out 30 minutes uh, after the what was announced or what was advertised as the kickoff time, you would have still been, you know, still, the, the game wouldn't have started still. 
Um, and Daniel goes on to say the Uruguay against USA game was an, a total non-starter. USA not being tested against Cavani and Suarez, a B team on both sides. So why should anyone care much less? Watch it. I love watching the team in competitive games, but those are so far and few between now. USA doesn't test itself in friendlies. They're always playing at home, and then the Federation is surprised when they lose World Cup qualifiers on the road. So frustrating as the situation seems to have no chance of improving, and Greg Berhalter's technical system cannot be implemented until we we magically get a new player pool. And quickly losing interest in the U.S. men's national team team, and see no interest to continue watching or caring. And, and Daniel, I completely agree with you. Um, I have interest in in watching this U.S. men's national team, and I, and I do care. Uh, it's it's t- it's t- a tough watch, though. It's very difficult to watch this team the where they're at at this moment in time. And I see what Berhalt is doing, which long term makes sense. I don't think that uh, short term he has the players available to him. Uh, they're, they're just not available. They're not. They're not. They're not there to be able to go ahead and, um, you mean, see better results and see better performances. And last but not least, uh, Paul Anthony Kelly says, uh, "Hey, World Soccer Talk, to f- comment further on the possible Carmel Concacaf merger is this: with six out of ten teams making the World Cup." Uh, 48 teams in total. Does Conmebol still stay with the same format where 60% of the teams make it? I understand why CONCACAF would not want them. If they combined, then 12 make it now where 9 or 10 Conmebol teams would make it for sure and the rest of the CONCACAF would have to fight it out for the last spots. I just think it makes sense to combine for the betterment of football, but we all know that doing things for the betterment of football is not their priority thoughts. And Paul Anthony Kelly, I think you answered your own question there too. I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, this Conmobile is not going to change on their side. Uh, they're not going to do anything to reduce the number of teams or countries qualifying for a World Cup. Um, they will see opportunities to work together with uh, CONCACAF for possibly some more, um, yeah, you mean, basically kind of a. Copa America, perhaps, kind of a joint Copa America. That that's always possible in the future, perhaps. But um, they're not going to do anything to for the betterment of football. It's all about really generating as much revenue as possible. And uh, so I, I don't see that happening. So, listeners, you can join the conversation. You can always reach us via email through web at worldsoccertalk.com as well as facebook.com slash worldsoccertalk and on Twitter at worldsoccertalk. Plus, of course, you can post your comments on worldsoccertalk.com. So we will be back next week with a, a full episode. Uh, again, I didn't get to watch... Um, I went to one match and then was on vacation, so I didn't get to watch uh, much soccer. And, uh, of course, Kartik's on assignment. So we will both be back next week with a more complete and full episode. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to the show. You can get a new episode of the World Soccer Talk podcast every Thursday. Every episode is released on SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, Audioboom, Overcast, and WorldSoccerTalk.com. If you like the show, share it with your friends on social media and give us a review on iTunes. And if you did uh, catch any matches from this past week that you do want to point out or any any uh, insights or observations about TNT's coverage of the Champions League in its first week or Univision's coverage or anything that really kind of uh, upsets you or makes you 
ecstatic in terms of how well a TV broadcaster or streaming broadcaster is covering the soccer, let us know. We'd love to share that feedback on future episodes. And it's really you guys that drive this show. So we really appreciate your input and insight uh, as we talk about watching the beautiful game. So on that, enjoy your football. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 